Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first Far Out Wisdom mini series called Free Flow Mind Sex. Orgies of ideas multiplying into compressed information based on individualistic experiences giving birth to wisdom that is contagious and dangerous. Fueled by what Jason Civil calls philosophical expressos. I invite guests onto the show to sh- to not only show that not only are we capable of being gods, but also teachers. My very first guest is my dear love, Leon Armstrong. Her favorite color is black, blue, and white. Favorite animal is a lion. She has five little cubs named Leo, Sunny, Ivy, Max, and Storm. She is a Norse pagan. In this episode, Leon shares her story of abuse she faced in a relationship. We talked about what it means to be honest, how to deal with betrayal, and of course, she shares her wisdom at the end of the show. Enjoy! Okay, take three. <laughs> Dude, we, uh, listeners, I'm so sorry. This is like the third time that we have to do this. It's okay. This is pretty much podcasting that we have to do. I'm not, Leon understands that this is why I love her so much. It's because she gets it. She's not, you know, being moms, you know, we have to deal with our children. And then on top of that, <laughs> technical difficulties. Okay. <laughs> So we were talking about um, honesty and um, I'm going to summarize the conversation that we had before it went out. Uh, Leah and I were talking about her military, uh, growing up in a military family and that, you know, she had to move from place to place to place. And it, and I said that um, military individuals or families really humble people. And I'm lucky that I came across Leon and, um, Right now, I'm going to do everything that I can to, to capture her wisdom, uh, especially about, about honesty. So I asked her a question before it went out. Uh, what she, what, What's her thoughts on individuals or people who lie? Since we are both honest people, um, she kind of you know brought a good point about not judging these people for lying. And then she got into her relationship with Danny and, and not telling a lie. And I, I definitely agree with that. You know, if you, if you lie... It continues to build up. Now, we're not saying, you know, little lies like, oh, well, do I look good in a dress? Oh, no, you look fat. No, no, that's not that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that is that, you know, the big things, especially in a relationship and and she's in a a very happy relationship with her, um, her man. And then I'm in a happy relationship with 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 my man, both. We like white guys. All right. We love our we love our little white boys. So but it's the 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 honesty um, to us to me and Leon is is the to me, it's one of the virtues that is necessary to live a happy, happy life. So what's your thoughts on that, Leon? I will say, I I know I've always been honest in my relationships with every person I've ever been with, every last one. 
And so when I get lied to, I get, I, I will get pissed if I'm in a relationship. Yeah. If it's where I know it's like friends or whatever, I'm not getting in, I'm not getting in the middle of it. Um, I, I know I, like I, I had mentioned where my friends, I knew they were lying and I, I have yet for one of them to even come forward, but it's not going to stop me from doing what I have to do as a friend and be honest. So this relationship is no different being very honest and, and forward with each other. And when I talk to Danny to be able to tell him everything from why I have a nightmare to my fears, um, it just brings us closer together. And people think keeping lies protects relationships sometimes it's not for me to judge like um i had a friend she was lying to her husband about um the identity of her child the dna identity and right. that was because it was done through um force you know she had no participation in it and mm -hmm. so she thought well if i told him this would ruin our relationship he's gonna leave me and i kept saying look the longer you lie, the longer you keep it in, mm. you know, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you and hurt your family. Mm. So why not be honest? It's because telling the truth, no matter how embarrassing, no matter how hurtful it is, it's, it's the right thing. And when she finally did, it actually confirmed suspicions he had. And she didn't know it because she, she had hit it and, and kind of lied. So I, I understand sometimes lies are are there because people think it's the right kind of protection, but honesty protects you. So mm -hmm. I don't like to, to judge people that lie, but you know, when, but when it comes down to relationship, I will flat out. That's the first thing I will tell. Like when I told Danny, I said, when we decided to be together, I said, be honest with you, don't ever lie to me. I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie to you. So don't lie to me. That's the mm -hmm. biggest um, communication thing you could ever do for your relationship invested and i said i will never steal from you don't steal from me i said as long as you do those two things i said no matter what my job as your partner is to have your back and how to deal with the situation lie to mm -hmm. whoever else you feel like you have to for whatever reason that's on you but lying mm -hmm. to me i said that's a problem that's on both of us and and so that's how we handle everything. Like sometimes you're like, oh, what are you thinking about? Take some beer. <laughs> oh, what are you thinking about? I miss my dad. Oh, what are you thinking about? I wonder if I attempt to skate backwards on that terrain, if I'm probably gonna bust my head. <laughs> like I will just sit there and anything, you know, and so I think it's very important. And I'm not sitting there saying, oh, be honest to every person. Like, you know, your doctor, do you have firearms in the home? Oh, no, of course I don't. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not things like, like that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is when you're building your relationships in your circles, your name is all you have. Your name. And when you're honest, your name carries weight. And who do you want to be? So it's just, it's, it, it comes down. People want to think maybe it's a morality of good versus evil. Liars are evil and 
and they must be punished versus liars can't be good. But I don't think it's anything like that. I think it's a great area. So just general practice of honesty, I think makes you overall well-rounded person. And I try to carry that with me everywhere. Not try, I will. And I got that again from my dad and my mom. That was something our family, my parents will bet on. They know I'm not going to lie to them no matter what. And so um, when I went through a lot of different things, um, I remember my dad saying, you could call my daughter all sorts of things. You could say that she's a rebel, that she's stubborn, right. that mm -hmm. she's a hot, she's hotheaded sometimes. He was like, but what you won't ever call her is a liar and a thief because I know she'll never do either one. So right, um, right. that is also something Danny and I also instill in our kids because we're like, don't lie to us. Talk to us. You don't know. Like um, even our, our four-year-old, she had picked up a piece of gum off the Dollar Tree floor. It was still in the wrapper. And I said, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing with that? I said, put right. it down. That, don't, don't touch that. She decided to sneak and eat it. And so she's four. And so we, we come home and she's chewing gum. And Danny said, what's in your mouth? And she quickly covers up her, her cute little mouth with her gigantic hands. She has really big hands. And he's like, oh, you're hiding something. Mm -hmm. Like, come here. What's in your mouth? Nothing. Are you lying to me? No. I think you're lying to me. Are you lying to me? No. Me. Storm, what's in your mouth? I don't want to get in trouble. Are you lying? No. If you, okay, if you're lying to us, we have a problem because that means we can't trust you. You need to tell us the truth right now. Are you lying? Yes. Where did you get the gum? From the store. Is that the gum I told you to put back? Yes. Throw it away. Do you know why you can't do that? Right. I said, one, that's stealing when you take it off the floor and you didn't buy it. Two, there's something going on and people are getting sick and we don't want you to get sick. And mm. when you do things, you know, when we're starting out with our kids, we've noticed that our kids are also becoming better behaved because now they're being honest to each other and then it's building mm -hmm. trust and it's making our family more wholesome. So, and, and, and it's funny sometimes because like my twins, when they go at it, they're like two teenagers and they're eight. And so she'll like, do you have my shirt on? Yes. Why? It looks better on me anyway. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. You know, you just get on my nerves sometimes. Well, nobody yep. likes you because you're just so mean. Well, nobody <laughs> likes you because you whine too much. And I'm like, well, now we all got this out in the open. Whiny mm -hmm. and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and at the same time, you know, um, uh, Brene, Brene Brown, she she talked about it best. And I remind me to link you that um, that YouTube talk. But she talks about um, being honest about your vulnerabilities. Um like for instance, my my podcast. Sometimes I get really defensive when somebody say something bad about it, but it's my vulnerability and my sometimes my inability to handle criticism sometimes, and that's me being honest with myself. And I noticed that over the years, um, the moment that I I've become truthful, not not only in my relationships with friends, family, but within myself, I'm I'm a much happier person and i'm i'm attracting good individuals i mean you and i we came across each other by by accident really mm -hmm. um we have a, a mutual friend and uh you know me and me and leon we're not going to talk bad about that friend at all we know me she she 
we know who we're talking about. And I fell in love with Leon right away when I saw her uh, did a live chat with him. And I said, who is this girl? And she needs to be my friend like now. And you have this radiance of, of, of just pure pureness, basically. Like, like I can just tell that you are a person who understands the human existence and the, the, the human experience. And I said, I have to be friends with this person. And, I haven't regretted it since. And I knew that the, the idea of honesty of like, I can go to you and say, Hey, you know, I'm feeling this way. And you, you will say, Hey, I can't, I will give you advice, but I will not tell you how to live your life. And that's your, you being honest. And we need a lot of people like that in this world. We have enough ugly people as is. And to my listeners, um, it's, it's, it's hard to be because we're, we're so egotistical um it happens um but when you start to be truthful and say hey you know i'm angry like, especially like this whole coronavirus thing i'm irritated at the fact that a lot of people are, are panicking and it reminds me a little bit of my parents and my like everybody know that my parents escaped war um and my dad has always taught me and my mom um to not panic whatever you do do not panic and it brings back because my parents start to panic when uh we had our, the h1n1 um and then i start to see my parents getting weak over the years and um it irritated me and i i i questioned myself you know am i being why am i not being compassionate in a time like this i should be more understanding of why people are panicking uh, because they're not used to situations like this so when you start little things little steps along the way you will reach a a whole kind of spiritual development of the self and i think leon has hit that mark in my personal opinion and this is why i love her so much is because i need people like her in my life because they help you in your journey everybody is a teacher and to me leon taught me the the wisdom of honesty the the because you you have been betrayed a lot in your your life that have. you have been yeah and it's yeah. sad because i i just wish that they actually knew me and not what they had heard or thought because of what was assumed um i've met someone at a rally and i said so am i anything like my face no i saw mm -hmm. yeah it's like i have that thought reputation but that's not me um and the thing is, I forgive every last one of them. And even if I am a heathen, I still have a little bit of a Christian value still put in there. I rather forgive than to hold on and want to seek revenge. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy. I have every reason to be happy. And this feeling, it's I've never been this happy ever mm -hmm. in my life. I don't want anyone else to feel anything less than what I'm feeling. And if they are, I, I hope that they get there. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, even that mutual friend, I'm so happy that he's happy. That's mm -hmm. good for him. I've had someone sit there. Did you know this is what I'm like, I don't want to hear it. All is well, man. It's fate. I'm with mm -hmm. who I'm supposed to be with my kids have the parent that they've always wanted, you know, the, the male figure, 
okay, they probably wish I was a little bit different too. (laughs) (laughs) But and then you know, I have people like you and JD, and y'all are so loving. And I think you you're there. I mean, you have no clue what you had done for me, and have I remember you said like, can I hire her to be my bodyguard? And (laughs) I actually had got out of a derby practice, and it was like a three hour practice, and it was not a great one. I thought I was just downright sucking. It turned out my skates needed to be adjusted, but I didn't know that. And I'm a Leo, so you know yeah. I'm internalizing this. And I got there, and I'm sitting here like, suck. I should quit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these skates. And then I see that, and I was like, oh my god, that's that was touching me. Me? You want me to have your back? And I can't have my sister's backs because I suck on skates. Like, <laughs> and I was like, and you know, and I would see you pop up and say things. And you and JB would have me laughing and many nights. Y'all didn't know. In one hand, there was a bait pen. And the other hand, there was a Bud Light. And I'm sitting here like laughing. You're making me laugh. And I'm not sitting here wallowing in my own grief and despair. I have mm-hmm. been many different people in my short 31 years. I have been the daughter of a first sergeant. Um, my mom is this wonderful counselor who's gone in and rehabilitated kids and helped them get their lives on track. Um, I'm the daughter of that. I'm the daughter of a, of a, of a, of all this greatness. And I never could see it. And I've always been someone else's identity. I've been, um, Brandon's Doyle, uh, his docile housewife. I have mm-hmm. been Dakota's little little he treated me like a little doll Mm. and he was very abusive and when I broke free of that I said I'm not going to be anybody's identity anymore but me I am Leon Armstrong and I don't need to be anyone else's so I started to to grow from that and even when I was um before I even married Dakota they'll say oh do not call me that that's him and this is coming again from a man who literally made me earn the name armstrong i had been put into the woods to survive by him i have cradled my youngest daughter and my arms busted out a window had to jump out of it and ran into the woods from him i have done all these things so i've been the victim and i've been the survivor when you get to where i'm at after you've gone through pretty much everything and then to have my narcissist who was also someone who I love a family member who I had to back for to go and kill himself and knew I would find it find him and then look mm. at the end of the rope and know he had a loop ready for me nothing else pretty mm. much can can break you after right. that and even that didn't break me it bent me it bent me mm. but it he couldn't at the end make me snap and mm. Danny, when he came, he literally, so I was getting kind of harassed at the hotel I was in and I had to fight this guy and Danny's like, you can you hold him off for 45, I'll be there in 45 minutes to kick your ass. (laughs) And and the guy dropped my, like when he hit me, he calls me, well, I dropped my pipe down and it it shattered a glass pipe that my husband had gave me. That noise was enough for the guy was just like, well, whatever I'm wrestling is broad for it, it, which was he was trying to force me to have sex with him. He took off. And so um, 
now you get this at December 7th, the day before my husband's one year of his death. I, my nerves are racked because I literally just had to fight off a rapist. I didn't tell the, the organization I was with because I, I could just feel like I didn't trust everyone to say, hey, look, guys, I'm a single parent. I got these five kids. I have not been able to find a place to live yet. Um, I got a court order that says this is where I need to be because I relocated out of state Florida. Um, and this is what just happened to me. I was very ashamed because I'm known as the lion, you know, or lion right. Armstrong, depending on what organization you're in or whatever, or how you met me, regardless, mm -hmm. I'm a lion. And here I am, someone literally had their paws to my chest and he came for me and then the comfort that the shock of knowing that someone just tried to put me in a predicament again i i'm telling you i was feeling like 20 source of different ways and then the look there and here in my little lights i would see you and jb trying to make me laugh <laughs> mm -hmm. so so yeah to the listeners uh uh leon um Brandon and Dakota are your ex-husbands, and Dakota was the one who committed suicide, right? Yes. Okay. And it And it grew. So, like, the first year we were together, he wasn't violent. The second year, it was verbal, and then it became violent. And by the end of the five, it was, I was hollow. He had... Somehow I swore he was a mind reader because he knew what I was thinking. Like if I wanted to say fuck, he was just like, oh, so you hate me, don't you? So it's fuck me, huh? Like he could see it. I wasn't allowed to even get to the bathroom by myself. I went to the bathroom. He stood to the guard, guard me. If, uh, if he went to work, I had to sit there and wait. And so I know what it's like to literally have zero freedom. And then to come out of that. What would you do, Boone? Imagine if you were me, you're a person who's kept you and your kids pretty much captive and kept you complacent, has died, knowing that mm. at his death he had planned to kill you. What oh would my you God. do if you were me when you come out of I, it and you realize you're free? I, I, wow, it's a sense of, hmm. The word that I would have used, it's, I cannot imagine myself being captive um you know i i'm like you we're both leos we're both you know lioness and to our personality being contained and concealed from the world dude i will fucking freak i would i don't know wow yeah, yeah before that i had 125 friends on facebook <laughs> and most of yeah. them were there for like those weird games um and then by the time of his death, I really had no friends um, virtually than the roommates that we lived with. I had nobody else. He had made sure my contact was completely taken from me. And it got to the point where, let's say it's raining, okay? And we're driving. Oh, it's kind of nice out. It's not. And do you want to know why it's not? And if I even said something like, well, I think it's nice that would snap him off. And if I agreed, that could snap him off too. So it just became like, I had to tell myself, turn your head this way, smile, wink, rub his hand, keep him calm, do this. And, and I'll be very honest with you. Why did I stay? 
because I knew what he was capable of. Because right. I knew that when I tried to get him hospitalized and taken, they just let him out. And if I reported him to the cops, he would just get out, be mad, kill me, kill my kids, kill my family. So I kept him, I sacrificed myself to keep him happy and calm until his death. And after mm -hmm. that, I realized I'm free. And right. it's like, I'm really free. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to be a dishonest person. I knew that I would never be that person anyway. I want people to feel better than what I, I felt. And all the while, I looked like on a post Stanley made from like four years ago where someone was like, oh, you'll find the right person for you. And he was like, it's hopeless. Mm. I was kept, and, and Dakota would say, no one else is going to want you. No one else is going to want you. Look at you. You're trash. You're nothing. Mm. It was like, you think somebody wants you? And my train of thought became from, I really love this guy. And I, I will do anything I miss him to. You kept me four years from the person I was meant to be with. And he's, he was hurting without me for four years. And mm -hmm. for my love to develop even more for him each day, when I scratch his head, sometimes when I grow sad and I'm sitting here, he'll ask me, well, what's going on? I said, I just keep thinking that this makes you happy. And you had to live four years without it because mm -hmm. I was kept captive and I had tried to break myself free many times from him and he always found me no matter where I went and right. my last relationship was like that too and um but it wasn't as extreme because as long as I was my parents he didn't care um and so I was like I'm done letting people try to think for me try to control me tell me what to wear what to eat and I mean I when I say he did everything, I wasn't even allowed to shave myself. I couldn't be trusted to do that. And he would tell me, you can't do this. You can't, you don't even know how to barely walk. Like he, it was the strangest thing how he crept in there. So when mm -hmm. you come out of that, I, I said, I know I'm stronger than what he says I am. I have to be, I'm a lion. And then I, it, eventually I became exactly what I said I was, where if you get in my way, like you're trying to stop me from my destiny, I'm going to push right through you. If right. you're going to put me down and you're going to try to silence me, I'm going to roar louder and mm -hmm. you're not going to stop me. And that is just, and part of that is and when you roar, that's what lions do when they roar and they're, they're signal, signaling to other animals to everything around them i'm the alpha here you're gonna listen to me and right. that is kind of like i'm not sitting here saying i'm the alpha female you have to you know that's not what I'm, I'm saying what i'm saying is when i'm in a predicament or i'm in an environment if i'm making friends doesn't matter where i'm at i'm going to let you know this is my voice this is who i am this is who you are to me mm -hmm. and you will know that you can always turn to me. You can. And, mm -hmm. and so you, if you're going to hear me, you're going to hear me. You're going to hear it all. You're going to hear, hear the truth. Right. And um, I haven't given anything less than that. And I don't plan on stopping. Mm -hmm. um, 
And like, I thought for a minute there, because I heard you're not a lion, you're just a kitten, you're a weak little kitten. You're so reactionary. Every time something goes wrong, you just go Pah! And then I sat there and I said, well, maybe I am this way. Maybe I am. And I started feeling bad like it was a negative thing because it was said to me like a negative thing. You know right, what? I am a kitty. I am a glittery kitty. Lions are nothing but giant cats. They sleep most of the time. Then they eat. And if they got to do what they got to do, they'll do yeah. And then they actually go. I, I watched and I studied lions. And I went to this, um, this zoo down in Florida. And I watched the boys. And I talked to the other people. And they... and. The guy said, I could tell you're a lion. I could tell you're a Leo. He said, you want to know what? He said, these, he said, these cats, he's like, they're nothing but big old babies. It's <laughs> like, even the boys, he said, they're babies. He's like, yeah, they have the capacity to kill you and rip things apart. But it's a, but for the most part, they're nothing but big kids. And that is who else other than me? Oh, Leon, you need to grow up. Well, <laughs> I think I'm doing that in my own life. <laughs> I mean, we're big old babies. Um, uh, what? what <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, so I am a Leo as well. Um, a lot of people always make the assumption that you know we like attention and things like that. No, no. when you think about it, uh, I have always been a person as well, just like you, where I always listen to other people, and uh, it really fucks you up, you know. And so we try to find other lioness and. Uh, and this is why I invited you on this podcast, and I, I want you to be a regular because you suffered suffered a lot of like psychological abuse, um, and it could really mess up individuals like us. And to me, you're empathic as well, and you feel a lot of pain from other people without them even telling you. Um, and to this is why I wanted to capture your your wisdom, especially when it comes to domestic abuse of how how toxic people can be. We see the beauty in humans, but we know the the evil that a person can do, and that that's pretty much what Dakota did um, yeah. to you. Uh, and I always have my arms open for you to help you heal in the process because he did a lot of damage. Um, to you and the more that you talk about this Leon the more that it will reach other women out there who's going to listen to my podcast because my podcast is all it's all over the world and um, that's why it's so important to for individuals like you to come on because you can actually save a life well the thing is I'm also very concerned about this virus being out because of the quarantine how many people yeah. who who are currently in the situation I was in now if I right. get locked in with their abusers and I could tell you what, um, when they're contained, when your abusers are contained, their brains are spiraling, they're bouncing, they're, they're already not thinking straight and things are going to be far worse. So this is the time I would tell people, if you already have suspicions that your friends or family members are getting hurt and you know someone's going to get quarantined, please open your eyes up a little bit more. Generally, I, I say don't be nosy in other people's business unless it's something to be concerned about. And this is the time to actually be, if we are going to be more concerned about things, I would definitely be concerned about that. Um, because right. I had been in a situation, I was stuck in there and it was after he had threw me out the car the first time, my ribs were broken on my left side. And mm -hmm. he had told my parents, oh, she's just 
she's not feeling good. Um, she's been busy. I'm pretty sure they were a little suspicious, but that's not something that's out of my ordinary to get busy and not talk to people for unfortunately weeks and months on end. Um, yeah. It's just because yeah. yeah. there's so many, there's so many people that I, I actually do talk to when I am talking. And so um, when I was holed up in the room with him, um, he, that was like the time, because obviously he didn't mind leaving me home since he can go to work, because obviously I can't move. And then he would come back and he would sit on the edge of the bed and put his elbows on his knees and start telling me about how hard his day was and his thoughts. And then, well, why can't you push past the pain? You're supposed to be strong. Why can't you push past the pain and get up? Nigga, you broke my ribs. Like, there's no getting up. Yeah. <laughs> Right. right. If you wanted me to get up and do something, go to my job, maybe you shouldn't have flown me out the car in the first place. And um, even though he had died in 2018, I still actually have wounds that have not fully healed. Like my fingertips, I flipped him off after he punched me in the face and he came back, right. wrestled me. He broke my middle fingertips and then popped them back in the joint. And um, they still ache like really, really bad. Um, they're not even like they're a little shake off. And so um, when you deal with domestic violence, the physical pain can still be there. But the mental, the mental part, it did, it cracked me. And so I think a lot of people saw was you see, there's this Leon who's generally typical, humble, happy, ha 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 ha. Then you see there's Leon who wears that fucking leather jacket and mm -hmm. she <laughs> she's yeah. up to no good. And then that's like, I don't give a fuck. And then you also seen the Leon who's this little girl who just wants her, her mama and her daddy. She just wants or someone to hold and cuddle her and she doesn't have that. So she's just gonna sit and cry, smoke, let you know, and then pull it back together. You all seen many of that. And that was right. the image that he, he did directly, um, he did cause, and I do battle with the mental stuff a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the thing is love and laughter with, with Danny. The first time he made me really like, <laughs> you have you ever laughed so hard? You ugly yeah. laugh, like your face is just doing something weird <laughs> and your eyes and you can't breathe. Well, Dude, I say I say the best two faces that a person can have is one their laughter face and two their orgasm face. Hell yeah! My laughter face the first <laughs> time he made me laugh, and I was already like full of tears, and he saw them, and I can't remember what it was that he was going on about, and but it was just funny. Um, oh, me and my mouth about calling him geriatric jerry because i was going on on facebook you know when i was still picking at him and say look at my boyfriend he's like i'm not your boyfriend and i'm sitting here just like laughing at him because he has this snow hat on with these weird floppy ears and he's like just you wait just you wait big fool you think you're so funny you think you're so funny with your hee hee and your ha ha's and your fucking memes and i'm sitting here like <laughs> like wait what the fuck is that meme? You know, those things are always posting up. I'm like, those are memes. You know, and he's like, fucking boomer. No one talks to me like that. Do you know? I kill kids. I kill kids out of rap. What the fuck are you laughing at? And I was sitting here like, <laughs> like, 
no stopping it. Yeah. I'll be there in 30 minutes. 30 minutes and I'm coming for you. I was like, and do what? Come and take it. You're gonna come yeah. and take it. You see it right here. Me, 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 me. Cause he would do this air quote thing. And I'm sitting here doing it back at him. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, nigga, you ain't gonna do shit. Shut your shut your fucking mouth up. And I go, I go in the room and then I hear knock, knock, knock. Not even 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh shit, I think I talked too much. And I open the door, he's like, What you gotta say now? What you gotta say now? And I'm just looking at us like. What an angry, tiny little man. Oh, he's so adorable. Like, I'm just sitting here like, tiny, tiny, I'm 5'10". I may be skinny, but I can still kick your ass. And I'm like, kick it then. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I'll kick it good. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm at that grieving part where I hit anger anyway. So I, I've been poking bears anyhow. And I poked yeah. him. And so I'm just sitting there and I, like, at this point, I'm not even laughing anymore. This is a whole different me. And it's like death face. I'm like, do it. And I poke him. And so he's like, don't poke me. And I'm like, punch him in the shoulder. I was like, no, you said you're going to kick my ass. Pop, do it. And so he's like, pop, pop me like back. He's like, he's like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> now we're just wrestling and brawling and it's not even like obviously he knew what he was doing he was getting that that part of me I kept holding in that anger like I can't believe I let a guy kick my ass and I can't kick it back because he's dead he's gone I have nowhere to place all this anger that that I had and all I did was I covered it up with glitter and laughter and so here right. he comes and I didn't even realize he had outsmarted me and I'm just like fighting him and rolling around and I look and I realize he was just laughing the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So I want to like the, the, the aggression. Let's go back to the aggression a little bit. So you kept that inside. Um, and I can tell, um, and I'm the same way. Uh, so I'm going to be, uh, pretty much enrolling myself in Muay Thai. Right. So yeah. with us, we're very masculine. Uh, women uh, we don't take shit from people but at the same time we do have that feminine quality where we get dominated um, and so I start to see a little bit that um, uh, my my thing is is that the moment that you allow your aggression to be released in a healthy way I guarantee you, you'll feel a lot better in the process. I'm not saying you're you're not you're unhappy or anything at the moment, but um, allow that aggression to come out a little bit. Oh um, yeah, and that's yeah. about roller derby is it helps you get that out. And see, I had been kicked off my team for being a white supremacist, and then wow. I was on the team, <laughs> and then I was kicked off again because I I felt that that permanent discord was there, which we had talked about in the meeting that it would be there. But I had also um, had, you know, again, the grief was finally coming towards that head. And right. when I got there, I wasn't talking really to anybody. And so they, they assumed I was, again, up to my Nazi ways. And they're like, well, you're associated with Milo Yiannopoulos anyway. We should have just known that you're this. And then not only did they, they kick me out from the team the second time, they spread it through so I couldn't join pretty much anywhere where I had friends that I met there 
they had closed their doors to me. So there was no practicing with anybody anymore. I had no way to get the aggression out. So on top of that, I'm left with my aggression. I was left with my grief. I was left with so much internalized. And the one person who I thought I could trust was a, was a fucking liar and an asshole at that wow. time. Not anymore, but at that time. But was basically trying to put this front that this is who they were. And that's not who they really were. So by the time Danny came across me, being a vet, being, you know, he went over to Iraq three times, I think one in, is it Kosovo? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not sure how you pronounce mm-hmm. it exactly. He had done things. He had been through things. And so right. for him to go, and he was watching too. He watched my videos and like everyone else. And he kind of in the back of his mind, you know, and he, he saw, he saw what was happening. And when it finally hit, he kind of knew like, I know what this chick means. She needs to get all this pent up stuff. <laughs> so he would make me laugh. And I'm sitting here like, ha, 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 ha. And then he will find a way to get in my skin. And then next, you know, finally, because I have never hit a guy I was with out of anger. That was like the first time where I finally was just like, oh, you want me to fight you? Like, I'm, you know, it was like a snap back to my mode where with Dakota, where it was all like, you will fight me. You will do this. This is the Armstrong way where he, he will randomly come up and attack me. And I wouldn't even know it was coming. And I had to fight right. in my relationship. And here I am, I'm standing here like, oh, you want to fight now? Fuck you, I'm fighting. And then mm-hmm. all the time he's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. you know, and I'm sitting here like, oh, you tricked me. So what we do, because I am kind of holed up right now. Um, and I have been going out and skating. We do, we train each other. He'll come up and he, and I tell him, don't go easy on me. I said, do you think they're going to go easy on me when I'm back in the track. Do you think they're going to go easy when I'm back in the mud running? No, exactly. So why would you go easy on me? Do you want to see them hurt me? No. So what are you going to do about it? And so we do, we'll box each other. We'll wrestle each other. I, he doesn't spare any punches on me and I'm not sparing them on him. And honestly, it's better than sex. For me because that is because <laughs> I am an adrenaline junkie and like you said we're lying yeah you no know, we got that that thing going on in that masculine energy and it's balled up and we have to be careful being in commie land because they'll think oh <laughs> actually he's doing like baby this is foreplay get the fuck out of my sex life this is foreplay yeah. <laughs> you're <we'll-> like <laughs> oh my god we'll wrestle each other and we'll get it out and we'll be like damn i need a cigarette and like a joint shower pack a bowl of smoke baby let's watch some tv and so i i have had that with him and um recently i have been you know i know you've heard me say it i'm not an outdoor skater and i listen to some inspirational um music and podcasts i listen to your voice and i realized too like I can't keep telling myself what I'm not. Here I am putting myself back into confinement. Oh, you're not an outdoor right. skater. You're right. I'm not going to be an outdoor skater if I keep saying I'm not an outdoor skater. So I, right. he's changed my wheels. And I went outside and I was like, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> All right, I got this. A little bit of skating here. All right, try to bubble. Oh, I'm falling. <laughs> got to get back. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Right. And, and that's life. That's yeah, life, life, man. It's yeah. life. And, you know, I, I've lost a lot of people who were, you know, who knew me from my club life or whatever. 
And they were like, oh, well, you know, and I, when I was still a club member, well, we don't like your thought behavior. We don't like the way how you're acting. We don't like the way how you dress. Well, before you guys, I was still with Derby Girl. Derby Girl, if you know anything about culture, we're just a club of bunch of rejects. And I'm not saying right. that negatively. I'm saying that very positively. We did not fit into to other circles very well, or we all went through something. We all want to have fun. We need to blow out. It's like, fuck the man. Yeah, I have a little bit of feminist in me, a tiny bit, tiny, 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 tiny bit. And, but it empowers you. So when I put on my wheels, I put on my, my short shorts, and I'm, I, you might catch me at about um, working the game, um, or you might catch me out and about, and you see this, oh, I'm so sexy, take a picture of me. Oh, I'm flirty. That is just my culture. That's derby culture. It's empowerment, it's female empowerment. And that doesn't mean that I'm being slutty because I will sit there and tell you, tell you, oh, I'll dip you up and down and truth. I'm like, oh no, I'm actually shy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I still get shy with him. He'll take off his shirt and I'll tell him, he's like, what, what you looking away for? What, what's going on? I'm like, okay. Like, hey, hey, come look at this. And he'll like slowly take off his pants. I'm like, and I'm like, if I was a light color, I imagine I'm probably turning so pink right now. Things but, are getting hot in here. Yeah, <laughs> especially when he'll sit here and he's got like those those khaki pants on he likes to wear. And he's got his like military belt that he still wears. And he'll sit here shirtless and he's smoking a cigarette kind of lean back. And I'm just like, oh, look at you. You're like just a... <laughs> oh, oh, I better get, get up and do something like and and I and sometimes I will catch myself being weird and standing like and he'll blow a kiss at me and I'm like oh and so you know for me to just oh cool sorry my little girl said Brandy has the pink soap <laughs> <laughs> it's um, just it, like our relationship of, of we have the even though we are masculine in nature which pretty much everybody knows that I am you know how I am um but we still have that that feminine quality where we just automatically get dominated but with women like us and I and I say women like us it's the fact that um Leon and I we always hang out with the boys right we're not horse all right we're not horse or anything like that it's just that we want to challenge guys and that's pretty much how we you know we are um we don't hang out with girly girls um i don't see leon and i going uh to do our nails or our hair i see leon and i getting into a fight and she'll beat my ass because i'm a lot smaller than <laughs> she is but the point is that leon and i we were actually continue to be friends like not many not many women we come across women like that and i'm pretty sure you live like that right where you get along more with with guys than with yeah and that's kind yeah. of got me the reputation of a penis gobbler when half the <laughs> penis gobbler yeah i swear to you that's what the reputation <laughs> meant of being with the one with the press on the floor i was like i never did anything with it no i would never he was like my brother and you know they'd be like so which one of us do you want and i'm like none of you none none uh, i'm sorry if i am a little over flirtatious but i promise you there's no part of your balls i want touching my chin like we're <laughs> seriously we're good i prefer being around with guys um over girls because of my experience with females where it has been drama and right, putting right. down like I had a friend and she kept criticizing everything about Danny and I and negatively or what I was doing negatively. And I was like, look, 
I'm just going to leave this as is because I don't want to see you fail. I don't ever want to see you break up. I want to see you happy. And if you can't right. reciprocate, I, I'm, you know, like, I'm not going to entertain that. But right. I also grew up in a family where I was the only girl at one point. My parents adopted. So I have a good word. Do I really have to count? <laughs> yeah. I have eight brothers. Right. Yes, I had to count because they were adopted. Yeah. But I never did. And I have two sisters. And um, two sisters again after the adoption. But there was a time where I was the only girl. And my brothers, especially my big brother, now girls like the whole grudges. You don't need to. Oh, you know, yeah. those are things like that. You need to learn to let things go, no matter how mad they make you. Let it go. Hey. Um, I don't know where you think you're going now, but you're not wearing that. And I'm like, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. See, that's <laughs> you need to learn to listen sometimes. And turn out my brother didn't want me to wear the outfit, not because it was quote unquote slutty, but because it was not weather appropriate, knowing my ass would go out there and get sick. So I right. was kind of raised by more men. My mom had a lot of health issues. So my yeah. dad, my oldest brother, had a hand also into raising me. So I found myself more comfortable with guys on and with right. But that's what I love about you, you and JB. You girls were different. Oh my goodness, I'm so different. So so different. From we're not we're bitches, but we we ain't but look look look, look, look. we we are bitches, but we ain't snitches. Another <laughs> females down, y'all were like, yes, bitch. And then when I saw you and JB talking, and I was like, look at my girl what yeah <laughs> look at all this sexiness here like look at all this empowerment look at uh, like i'm in love with this i'm sitting here like yes my i finally found my child my trip we should get matching cakes <laughs> like i'm sitting here like oh there's so much i gotta do with these people i love them so much yeah and you know that was the thing is i felt like with you and jb i came home like right. we're like, bitch, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> that's what the, the the energy you two gave me, like, like, goddamn, we haven't seen you in years. Right. Don't do that again. Right. You know, yeah. Like, don't be gone anymore. And it was like for me, I was like, oh my God, you understand? I've been searching for you. You understand? Since I left high school, I've been hitchhiking. I went into the freaking Harris and I gambled. I got paid to beat people up. I got drunk down in Western Florida and dislocated my shoulder trying to bar fight. Like, I'm sitting here like, where the fuck were y'all? Finally. Oh, yeah. Just let just, just let everybody <laughs> to let to, to let the listeners know I can't fight. I can scream pretty good. So <laughs> I can fight. I can fight. Um and sometimes I'll be all cutesy. Like the last relationship, it was weird because he was like, "Oh, do you like horror and stuff?" And and like whatever I said, I didn't like certain stuff. He, he was he took it really hard, like bumps. I was like, "No, I don't like horror. You know, this stuff kind of scares me. Act, eat horror." And I'm like sitting here, the Suska twins. I have such a crush on them. Oh my god, Sylvia and Jim are so fucking hot. Like, and, and those are horror twins. In case anyone doesn't know, um, they did a movie, American yeah. Mary. Mm-hmm. And I got a like from both of them. I like literally orgasmed and fell out of my bed. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, don't. <laughs> it was, it was so, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with this, and now I'm thinking about those twins, and I'm just like, oh. 
please put me on your show on the Hello. Let me go through. I just love you girls. Y'all y'all do something to me. And y'all We need that. Yeah. We need we that. Do. I mean and it's rare. It's rare to have this now. What we have is rare. Because right. Because, you know, the truth is not everyone is as honest as you and JD. Not not really. And people are afraid to hurt each other's feelings when I know that you and JD aren't going to be afraid to hurt my feelings (laughs) when it's needed, you know, Um, just like I'm not going to be, I won't be afraid to tell you, but I won't, you know, that's the thing that we have. We know we have that bond and we both, we all know like, hey, you may be mad at me, but bitch i got something to tell you girl <laughs> bitch bitch and we're gonna be like what you see so i know like there's nothing that's gonna break that right <laughs> like right. Jamie's like like when all before jb got deactivated he was sitting there like oh oh there there there's there goes boom he's like oh there's the other one. Oh, there she goes there are those three. Look at them. The three troublemakers <laughs> always got something to say. Them and their fucking fans. Those 21-year-old wins. That's what he calls them, 21-year-old wins. He was like, he was like look at him. He's like, oh, flirting too much, I see. And I was like, yeah, I ain't gonna do nothing. I just think it's funny. He was like, oh, just like, and I'm gonna have to deal with all three of you. Probably mm. like fucking or something. It's like, want to join? dead. <laughs> I know. And Danny's probably listening to this right now. He's probably like, I want a three. I want a foursome. Woo! (laughs) All the foursomes in the world. I just, I try my best to keep him happy because, you know, strong guys, they need their their soft side touched, you know? And for him to know everything he's gone through, too. I love it when he just puts his head in my lap and lets me just scratch his head or rub his back or even if it is just to see his girlfriend talk to two other girls in a sexy manner. He says it doesn't turn him on even though I absolutely know it does. <laughs> right. Right. It's just it's just you know, we all need, you know, we all need to be protected. It doesn't matter how old you are or what you've been through. We always need that sense of of community. Exactly. And, you know, I will, I can, like I said, I can fight. I am a country girl. I am from the swamp area of Florida. Um, again, given who my dad is, you think my dad wants to have a daughter who won't be able to properly defend herself, you know, like that's also a given. And so um, I will gladly fight for, I, I call Danny Manita. <laughs> Uh, to to the listeners she's actually black so she's not racist okay (laughs) yeah and and he's white again so um (laughs) let's get that out there before i get canceled (laughs) so i i do um i will have his back and i and, and yours too. You don't have to fight. You can scream. Be like Leon, because JB can fight too, and she's taller than the both of us. <laughs> She's five seven. Jesus, I'm pushing her first. Hell no, bitch. You don't make any relationship. <laughs> you know, it's, it, there's like fucking zombies. I'll look straight to Jennifer, bitch. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? <laughs> like look, 
Look, you five seven. I'm five four and a half. And how? Tall and I'm, I'm, I'm four. I'm four nine. Oh yeah. See, it's the order of things. I hide behind her, and you just hide behind. <laughs> I knew she was a giant. I knew Jennifer was a giant. And like to us, you know, it's like we're really short. But the thing is, both of you has have been in fights. I mean, I wasn't raised that that way because, you know, I kind of just cowered my way and did people's homework. You know, it's my culture. Um, but but with with this whole sense of community and, and laughter, I always find it necessary to make people laugh, especially during this pandemic that we're experiencing. Um, I see no use of, of, of being negative. Um, I, I do talk about like some deep stuff, especially politics. So. Um, Leon mentioned earlier that she got canceled, and it's because of of, of politics. Um, we are friends with very controversial individuals, um, uh, and so, and but we always stood our ground. That's the thing that that anybody who's listening right now, we always stand our ground, and we will always have your back. And that's how we are. Um, yeah. And if you, yeah, if you want to hate us for our politics, by all means, we understand. We have difference of opinion in politics. Me, Leon, Jennifer, Danny, we all have different opinions of, of politics. However, we, we, we're we not removing that human aspect because we've seen that in history, what humans can do to each other. And Leon and I and the rest of our, our little community, we were, we refuse to step in that ground, you know? Yeah, Danny's a conservative and I'm libertarian. And so sometimes it's funny because he'll sit there and he's like, oh, I forgot you're a libertarian. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sitting here and it's like, you know, whatever. Stuck up old white dude. I'll say Danny. No, I love you conservative guys. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. I love you all to death. I love how you all are gung-ho on your beliefs. So don't I would say I'm definitely a right-leaning libertarian, more definitely. Um, so right. just I'm poking fun. That my mom <laughs> gets me in trouble. The last time I poked fun, they took it seriously. But laughter, like you said, I just there's nothing else to do. And I'll be honest with you, like after he died, and the, the rally hit, like shit, he's gone. I bust out in laughter. I shit you not. Right. Tears were flooding down my face, but I was laughing like, <laughs> like I can't believe this. This was really like happening i'm fucking free he's dead i can't believe he's dead i love him <laughs> fuck you bastard it was like the strangest thing like um but laughter laughter heals like i don't know how else to explain it, it makes you forget just for even a sliver of a second that shit is just falling apart and then just it, it is laughter so and i look at your post and i miss jb and i'm just sitting here like <laughs> like I said, he's like, there she is again. She does that all the time. Looking at her phone, laughing. Oh boy, what you looking at? Nothing. Are you on my Facebook? No. Are you looking at my old pictures? No. You dick, you're lying. No, I'm on your Instagram. Jeez, Daniel. God. You act like I'm some sort of fucking creeper or something. Yeah, we well, we need that. You know, especially people who, who've been through the situations that, that you that you were in. And um if I can't laugh or if I don't have freedom of speech or the ability to be myself as an individual, dude, I will fucking freak. Now that would be a fucking panic. You know, I can't, I can't imagine, uh, uh, you know, the situation that you were in and, and I respect you for that, you know, that you went through that. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure who's older. I mean, we're both 31, right? Yeah. I was born July 29th. Oh, okay. So you're older than me by like, couple weeks <laughs> just a 
couple weeks, my mom. Just a couple weeks. <laughs> I, you know, dude, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, on the bathroom floor. Really? Not the bathroom, I'm sorry, the kitchen floor. So I'm meant to be in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> you were born on the floor. Yeah. And so, that, yeah. Why does that just actually, for some reason, that just makes so much sense? All you <laughs> would be like, fuck the hospital. I'm coming out now. Like, <laughs> like fuck you, bitch. I'm coming out right now. And, and so I got. Kitchen. Where's my food? <laughs> I love food. I love I love all that. I don't cook like I, I used to because of the fact that, you know, I work nights. But um, I do love to eat, man. You know, so I'm not fat. So but still, you know, I, I just food. I say I say connection with human beings starts with food and laughter. This is why people always start with dinner. Like if I ever, you know, come to the East Coast, we're going to grab fucking pho and we're going to eat and we're going to laugh. That's what they're you're coming to. It. Somehow, I gotta make it happen because if not, me and JB gotta hop over there, and I don't know how she's gonna handle California because she's barely handling Florida. As you see, this lion got the fuck out of there. Oh, JB is just something else. Her humor just gets her in trouble. And and and, and to the people who's listening right now, she's in Facebook jail more than me. And I I make edgier jokes. I make Hitler jokes and shit. I and she gets. How y'all do that? I've never been banned <laughs> on Facebook, and I say nigga this, nigga that. I've, been, I've said some far out stuff where like I've seen my friends list like drop like by twenty people where I've said some stuff, and I've never been banned on Twitter. Yes, but never. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I can't even handle Twitter. I can't stand that freaking SJW bullshit. And this is where it comes to politics. So Leon is libertarian. I'm more of a liberal still because I'm in California. But but we get along with each other. See, we can we can drop the politics aside. Um, and this is where people have problems today. They don't know how to drop the politics. And I do not ever see myself hurting Leon. Because I, first of all, she can beat my ass. She's bigger than me. But secondly, she's a sweet person. And and if I ever portrayed Leon in any shape or form, I probably feel I feel bad. You know, I don't I don't see myself ever treating an individual like her with so much you know experience more than me um, to go through something like that. And and this is why I've always opened my hands out to to Leon and especially this podcast to who whoever is listening that. You're always welcome to come on and talk about your experiences because I honestly believe that in order to self solve your problems, you need to start talking about it. And this is where um, Leon will come on constantly to help herself heal in the process and she will help people too. And so um, it's, 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 and, and before, before I, I, uh, she continues um, to anybody who's listening, um, Remember to, if you ever experienced domestic abuse, um, call this number at 1 800 799 7233. That's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Don't be afraid to get help. Um, uh, but sometimes you feel so stuck um, and uh, you feel weak. And if you need help, please reach out to Leon. Um, I will leak her profile, face, Facebook profile, in, in the description below, and especially me. Um, there's people who really do care about you, who whoever is listening to experiencing domestic violence, even men as well. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, um, that that's the thing, too, is people think men can't go through it. And 
they absolutely can. And I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, I don't care what you identify it with. If someone is hurting you, you 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 gotta get away from it because it's not gonna get better. And don't believe that, oh well, he's changed or she's changed or they've changed. They're doing um, so much better. I, I'm going to tell you from my experience, the longer that they have been quote unquote good, the more intense and more dangerous it is the next time they decide that they're not going to be good. And it doesn't take much because I heard that out of his mouth. Oh, but I haven't hit you and I haven't shoved you and I haven't fought you in four months. And I'm like, but you did it today. And right. This time now, I don't think I can cover up this bruise with makeup. And, right. you know, they'll try to keep you calm by giving you gifts. And when that doesn't work, it goes to intimidation. And my my regret is when I finally reached Washington State, when they had him Baker Act, and they only kept him for two hours, um, his mom and I are still looking into um, suing the hospital because he did, in fact, still commit suicide um, about two months after his, after I had him Baker acted, and he still committed violent acts. So we're thinking, um, we, well, not thinking, we've been trying to figure out how to handle that. But I will tell you, my regret is not packing up every last person in the house and taking off. And that's because he had me under the fear. And honestly, again, it was still a very rational fear that if you leave me, I will go and I will kill your entire family. And then mm-hmm. I like, and I knew when I saw him dead and that end of the rope, he very well could have carried that through. He very well, but you still have to protect yourself and your family. Right. Don't use <clears throat> that as well, Leon. Well, what you're kind of saying is if you because you stayed, that that he didn't do these things you're right but also look what he did to me and my kids have suffered so he still did violence he still right. did he still had the very intentions of me trying to stop him and then making me join with him that's not mm-hmm. what i'm saying i handle things at the time i thought was the best way possible but when you're in this situation when they're hitting you they're biting you i guarantee you wherever you're at if you get a break from this person and you have the, the time the time where you can pack everyone up and go that is the time to do it because if you run to the police station if you run to someone who even looks like um that they can help you and say look this person has kept me um captive doing these sort of things to me with these threats and stuff and i've been scared and terrified but I, I, I've got everyone, we're ready to go. I guarantee you they'll finally help you because they're not gonna not believe it. They're not gonna right. not believe that this is a possibility. They're gonna right. want to look out for you and the little ones. And then right. sure that this person gets taken away. And at the very minimum, you know, there are still resources that can relocate you. And if you get to a shelter, and these are people who are listening to this, if you are in a shelter, don't leave to go join them back because they want you to do that because it's not just a control thing something is wrong with this person this person is missing a piece something so critical i don't know if it's from development if it's from life experiences maybe it's a little of both 
but they're missing mm. and they're going to fill it into you. You right. will their battery. You will sustain their life. And you know what happens when a battery dies? Mm-hmm. It's not going to recharge when it's finally dead. Right. It's gone. Right. You're not going to get recycled through your debt. And I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. the reason why I'm being very blunt is there is no happy ending unless you leave. There are mm. very, very, yeah. very rare circumstances where the person really did change, that that did happen. I'm sorry, but it's so rare. It's not worth the risk. Right. It's, it, it never is. And right. the best thing for yourself is you have to be what you feel like it's selfish, but it's not. You have to say, look, you hit me. You called me out of my name too many times. You slammed my head in the wall. Right. You broke my fingers. You broke my ribs. You stumped me. You sexually abused me and tortured me, which is something that he did do. And, mm. and I'm going to I'm gonna open up about that because I never I never have opened up about that part. Mm. But people need to understand also what sexual abuse is because right now for there is this whole Me Too movement. And people who are telling their stories, some people are telling their stories, like the, um, he played on Scrubs, it was the Indian guy, he played on season nine, I think he was on eight and nine, and he was accused of sexual assault, because the woman, she didn't voice, she said that she verbally communicated, it was something that she didn't want to do, and people went and with pitchforks, and they didn't listen. And his career was pretty much burned down. And it turned out it really was a miscommunication where he didn't realize he didn't see her cues. So I, I just want to throw out there that there are a lot of extra hype right now into these movements. So right. I'm going to, um, I just want to throw that out there. Right, right. Sexual abuse when you are in a relationship is when you have made it clear to your partner. And I'm, I'm stressing, made it clear. Because sometimes people just can't read body cues. You've made it clear. Don't I don't want to be penetrated with I'm just using examples. I don't want to be penetrated with toys. I don't want to be pinched on my nipples. I don't want to have right. again, I'm just naming off these things. I'm not saying these are things that I don't do. I'm just saying these are things that I'm I'm setting out guidelines. And that right. partner crosses those guidelines to the point sex has become insecure for you and uncomfortable. That is sexual assault and abuse. That was mm-hmm. something that he did where he was, he would be like, oh, I want to go to the sex shop. I want to get this kind of toy and this toy. And I said, I'm not interested in using those things. Right. What happened next was, well, why don't you want to? Don't you want to, don't you want to have fun? I thought you were freaky. I thought you were this and that. It doesn't matter why you say no. If you say no, it's no. You don't really, you can, I wouldn't say you owe them an explanation, but I would say I, I would. I do because I tell everything. I don't like this toy. I don't like the idea of it. I don't like this. It's, it, I'm too sensitive for it. Whatever it was, he didn't care. And what he would do was what I would call more of a mental rape than a physical rape. He didn't have to physically put me down because I already knew if I didn't do what he said, he may not have reacted then. He may not even force force it into my body. But the next day, I might get up and, well, 
aren't you a little slut? You didn't want to sleep with me. Go through, mm. snap my phone in half, grab me by the arm, slam me against the car door, punch me by my head. So what do you think I want to do days of that or comply? And so I ended up where I was saying, fine. And then I would sit there while he tried to literally force his very large hand, which is my daughter has hands like him. He had a really big hand where he would literally try to put his fist inside of me or he right. tried to literally reach and pull my pelvis like he was trying to break it open. Like, right. Like, and he would do things like that or he, or I'm sorry, he would be, there really is no too rough for me, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean, like far as that, but he would do things like he would push me where I would be closely about the pass out and I'll tap him like hey hey gotta let up and he'll just push harder and then he'll well this is what you want isn't it this is what you want you deserve yeah. this you've been a slut so this is what you get he was like I'll treat right. you like a whore it was things like that and right. those things are not okay don't even you know those are abuse <laughs> if someone is is forcing you into a situation where you either play now or you pay later Either way, you know the outcome is dangerous to your soul. That's abuse. And it may right. not, and you know, don't believe it. Well, you're in a relationship. You've got to do your duties. No, this is not 19, whatever. This is not 18, <laughs> whatever. You are not this princess of, of, of a, a big old Saudi Arabia kingdom or whatever it is, and you're not filled with gold. This is not where it is. Your body is your body. If you say no, right. no. And I'm worried about that because with all these movements going on, people are now also thinking, well, I may have said no, but I did lead them on. Or I may have said yes, and I chose to sleep with them. But in the middle, it started to hurt. And when I said stop, he didn't stop. So I brought that on myself for she said that she didn't want to do it. And I woke up and she's on top of me and there was no condom. And now she could be pregnant. Those are still, you know, those are still situations where the person's gone too far. Right. Right. You know? So, and I've heard that I've heard that from a guy who ended up getting a girl pregnant just that way. And the first right. who I ever slept with, he was tied to a bed and his, you know, he's sleeping and the girl took advantage and he said, no, I don't want to do this with you. I don't want to do it. Please stop. And she, she followed through. And now um, that was something he had to live with. And he said, right. no, that was not how I wanted my first time to be. And people think because they're men that men will want a female to force themselves upon him. And that yeah. if not, then he must be some kind of wuss or he must be gay. No, if you say no, this is not what you want. It really is just that. And guys have yeah. And if anything, it's harder for a guy to break down that barrier because they're expected to have a certain kind of demeanor and ego. So if anything, I really want to encourage men. Like, it doesn't make you seem less than a man. If anything, females like you and I and JV Boone, we're going to be like, what the fuck did she do to you? Yeah. He did what? Oh, mm -hmm. where's she at? <laughs> I'm going to beat her ass. I'm going to beat her ass. You know? And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. doesn't make you any less alpha. If anything, you get more because you're like, look, I ain't putting the hands on a woman, but my girl's yeah. over here. 
and I will tell you what, I will do that. I will do that for for any of my guy friends. You're like, look, Leon, I I needed to tell you this. I won't think less of you. I know Boo won't. I know JB won't. No. Like, what's up? Like, what happened? Well, she made me do this, and she's hitting me, and I can't fight her back. I've heard the story. She she hit you. Oh, she's fighting you. Oh, she's telling you you can't see the kids, and once you get back with her, I'm lick her smelly box. Really? Yeah. <laughs> lick her smelly okay. box. We got something for you. <laughs> we got you. And then we're going to mother you. We're going to rub your head, too. Danny's not going to mind. They'll probably give you a beer. And, a, and I, you know, I imagine Jeremy, like, like guy, and burn his <laughs> book. You know, bad things happen to people, no matter what it is. I know our guys will be like, it's all right. Just get glittered on and hugged and perfect. <laughs> And those three are probably going to go out there and, well, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but. Heavy whipping cream. You cannot drink heavy whipping cream. You're four oh. and you're in a size 16. <laughs> you're babies. So we're going to end this. And I had a really awesome time. And we finally got something in an hour and 15 minutes. And before we go, Leon, do you, any wisdom that you want to share with the world about your experience? What have you learned so far um, in the 31 years that you have been alive, what do you like? If you can crunch down your wisdom and tell others what you have learned, what would it be? Truthfully, it's, it's so cliche and it's so simple love and laugh. Yeah, that's the big thing. Learn yeah. to laugh and and just love, even when people hate you, just, just find love anywhere. Like, oh, Leon, you slut, you did this, you, you homie hopper. I love that beard you have. Like, it looks so good. Find something good, love it, and be like, "You're right. I'm hopping on homies. I'm about to go hop on my homie right now. I'm about to heat some." So thank you there. <laughs> so, so basically, love live, laugh, love, and fuck. <laughs> and pot for days. And all honestly, when you're pissed, and I'll tell you this: when I'm pissed. And I'm saying, fuck the world, fuck the man. And I can't hit my skate. I can't glitter on my hose and glittering hose. I'm just going to take a big 420 poke. But honestly, just laugh, laugh. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you for Leon for sharing her story. And I understand some it might be a little bit triggering for, triggering for people, which I'm going to have an introduction before this. But um, thanks for coming on, Leon. You're awesome. And everyone, as always, guys, stay far out. Bye.